welcome back. Before we get started with today's video, don't forget to like, share and subscribe and leave a comment down below. Okay, so I am here with Omiye Uzumere, who is a Nigerian actor, producer, writer and casting director. Omiye, how are you? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Very exciting. It's more of a conversation. We're just, we're just talking. Okay. Just, okay. I'm looking okay. forward to enjoying this conversation. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So I just wanted to ask, so um, at one point everyone was on lockdown and we couldn't go out and all, and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Uh, yeah. Did you find that during lockdown you became more creative? We just had more time to just focus on... I don't know, writing? Oh, no, not at all. I was, I was at the least, at my least creative during the lockdown. I had no desire to create anything new. I, I would say, I wouldn't say I had no desire. I did have the desire. It just wasn't happening. You know, didn't get any new ideas. Uh, everything that I, that I worked on during the lockdown was something that you know, I had been commissioned to do way before or an idea that I had put, you know, on the side or in the archives to work on later. But during the lockdown, no creative ideas came to me, no new ideas came to me. And at first I started to worry about it, you know, what's, what's happened with me? You know, tons of people are creating, you know, brand new this, brand new that, you know. But I learned that it was important for me to just, you know, be okay mentally emotionally physically you know spiritually so i focused my energy on doing that rather than being worried that i wasn't creative you know it felt to a lot of creative people and i had these conversations with other people it felt like a competition you know to see who was the most creative and i applaud those who were able to create ideas in that time you know, and if you couldn't, you know, I saw a post which I shared, dear creative, you owe it to yourself to just get through this season. And I think that's, that's the best advice any creative could have gotten in that period. Okay. Yes, ideas started to come to me after the lockdown, only in recent weeks, you know, and it became, it felt like a flood of ideas. And then I started to get worried. What am I supposed to do with all these ideas, you know? Where's the time? There's just me. So I started reaching out to people to collaborate, you know, started reaching out to people to partner with them, to say, what can we, this is the idea I have. How can we work together? Because there's only so much you can do by yourself. How about you? The lockdown, uh, I managed to do like a little bit of writing during okay. lockdown. Okay. Um, and yeah, that, that was like the main thing I was kind of like working yes. on. Um, okay. And now I'm just hoping to put it on, but I'm just trying to find like, uh, it's about just kind of like looking at when's the best time to do it. And sure. when makes the best economic sense to do it as well. There's that, there's that. There isn't a lot of money going around right now in the creative circle, you know, and the question is where's the money going to in creativity? It feels like we're going to have to tailor our services to where the money wants to go rather than creating and then channeling the money, you know. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 I get. 
Yes, and so I, I was, um, I've decided to reach out to someone who was going to partner with me financially, you know, to ask, so what are you guys spending money on right now? Something that I can contribute to, you know, before we would create stuff and we knew that there was a market for it, you know, we knew that. And for people who have figured it out, you know, once again, I applaud you. We're all at different stages of our journey. And for those who have figured it out, you know, I really applaud them. I reached out to someone asking, you know, saying that I would come back to her to ask a question, you know, successfully. So I said, I'll come to her, you know, just to share ideas. And I said to her specifically, I'm coming to pick your brain. <laughs> In Nigeria, what, what is the current state of theatres? So um, has, has everything more or less open now? No, not, nothing is open right now. Theatres are closed, rehearsals don't happen. People are filming. So the TV and film industries are good. Radio is good, you know, but... Um, there aren't any rehearsals that I know of. You know, I tried to, I reached out to someone to ask us to collaborate on a play that we had done before. A three-man play, which I thought would be easy to pull off, or relatively easy to pull off in this season. But um, it didn't seem like um, he was ready. And he was a larger part of the project the first time. And so it's not something that I could have done without him. Well, he didn't seem like he was keen on it and he was worried about the money, about how to, you know, and for me, I thought that, I thought that the, the attitude to the idea is all that matters, you know. Yes, I know there's no money, you know, but I came to you with this idea, the, the whole plan, and we've collaborated in the past successfully. The whole idea is that we would work together to find a way to do it because we have to be creative. And this is a time when, Creativity is not in the genius of a story. Creativity now is in how you, you tailor the idea to suit the given challenges. So if you have a three-man play, perhaps we rehearse on Zoom, mm. right, while in isolation. And so if we're, all, um, if we're all committed to the process, we can all self-isolate and when we do come together, we're all trusting that each person is safe. We don't have to say, here's the budget to put people in isolation and then pay for a hotel for three or five or seven people of, who would work in production to be together. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And um, if it comes to marketing it, then we, we, I, I believe that sometimes you figure it out as you perfectly story. I'm, I want it perfect, you know. I spend a lot of time planning. That's who I am. But this season has taught me that you can't wait for it to be perfect. You have to just start moving, you know. So that's, that's that. No theater productions going on? Not right now. Because the, um, the, the audience, you need people in those halls. You need people mm -hmm. to fill those rooms if you're going to make any money. And as it is in Nigeria, you still don't make enough money even if you sell out your tickets. You have to have had, I mean, it's always best. If you sell out, you will make some money. Depends on the size of the space. There are a lot of things to consider. The size of the space, the cost of tickets, the cost of production itself, you know, and then you'll be able to figure it out. And then depending on the size of the production, you might need 
sponsors, you know, who want to appeal to your audience, you know, who want to expose their brand or your audience to their brand. And so they'll pay you money to, to have access to your audience. And you, then you're back right where we started the audience, you know. Uh, people have, have shared their productions online, shows that were recorded, you know, shows that were done before coronavirus pandemic took place and were recorded, the coronavirus pandemic, and were recorded. And so you have people who have shared them on social media, on YouTube, you know, I don't know how successful that has been, but uh, for people who already know the show, they're excited to see it again. For people who didn't get the chance to see the show when it was on stage, they're excited to see it, you know. So that's that, you know. But they've been, they've been in talks, you know, there's a, there's a body representing the industry, the creative the entertainment industry as a whole, and theater is very well represented here. So I'm looking forward to hearing what the resolutions are and what the way forward is. But for now, theaters are closed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad to hear that theaters are closed and like they... It's the reality, isn't it? They're, they are dearly missed at the minute. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what do, what do theatre actors or actors do when there's no work out in the UK? Um, I guess you're either working like a side, your, your side hustle, whatever that is, working, okay. working somewhere or, okay. or being creative, doing so. Or, okay. Yeah, just, just working really. Working okay. on side hustle, that yeah, okay. or maybe like writing if you if you can write, yes. you're writing. Yes, so, yeah, yes, yeah. That's been a blessing to me. That's been a blessing being able to write. But then that comes back to the idea of collaboration. Like for instance, if you can't write um, and you know you've got a great idea, you can always like reach out to people who are writers, and they need to all have many of you can collaborate and maybe. Yes. Yes. Know, Yes, yes. For the work that we do, collaboration is the way forward for anyone and for the entire industry. No one person can do it on their own. Say you have all the connections and you have access to the people with money you, and you have the great ideas. Let's imagine that you have the access and you have all the great ideas. You may not be able to execute it, you know. You will need a team. Everyone needs a team. And... I find that work is always better when you share it. You know, I've seen people who've done great work, but there's a snag, there's always something, you know, and you realize that if I had shown it to this person, you know, if this person had been allowed to do a rewrite or an edit of what I had already written, because you always want a different perspective. And sometimes, you know, collaboration isn't always because you're handicapped in some ways that you also want a fresh perspective. You want someone who's either done it before to say this is a good way to do it, or you want someone who sees it differently, who has experience in exactly what it is you're writing about or has lived through something like that. You always want another perspective and things always get better when, when it passes through a number of hands, you know. Hmm. Yeah, most definitely. That just reminds me, like, when I was training, one, one of the things our course leader always used to say was, like, collaboration is key to whatever it is you want to do. Yes, 
Definitely, definitely, definitely. I want to do a radio drama. I've been wanting to do one for years. And um, recently I was, it was, it happened very, wasn't expected, it wasn't planned, but I got to direct a radio drama that I had played in for two seasons. Now in the third season, my character was no longer in the story because this, the direction of the story had changed and the lead character had changed, you know, and the story world had sort of shifted, you know, to focus on somebody else. And I was asked to, was asked to coordinate to actually, it was interesting, I was asked to guide the performances. That's how it started. You know, I was called to ask to guide the performances. And that's actually something that I do. Um, a colleague and I started this uh, business in the industry where we, you know how people get hired to play a role, but they may not be the best for the role. And on the production end, there are reasons why they want this actor to play the role rather than that actor, even though that actor is, is better skilled, yeah. right? Yeah. But you hire this actor, and this actor ends up not doing their best work, even though not, ends up not giving the best, right? Even though that's the best they can give, you know? And we decided that we would start, would help productions in um, mitigating against stuff like that by coaching the actors. It's like a dancer who can't always see his back or her back. And sometimes a director is um, so caught up in the overall story uh, or, you know, may not have the time to, to spend with the actor. You know, it can be frustrating for directors. It feels like, well, my... I wasn't hired to coach you, <laughs> you know? So what we do is coaching on sets, you know? And um, when I was asked to direct the performances, you know, I thought, okay, that's cool. And then the, I started asking a ton of questions and the more questions I asked, I guess they thought, wait, wait a minute. I was like, who's directing? And it didn't seem like there was a director, you know, this time around. And um, the long and short of the story is that I now got hired, you know, instead to direct the radio drama. And it was an amazing experience. I had never directed a radio drama before. And I didn't know, I was happy to do it. I was excited, you know, looking forward to it. You know, I went to do some reading and all that. But I didn't prepare myself for how much fun I'd have doing it. You know, I really enjoyed doing it. And I realized that, I think for me, it was a discovery. And the point I'm making is that in this period, we discover ourselves creatively. We discover things that we can do, that we didn't know we could do, that we had in us, that we didn't know we had in us, you know. And I was so excited. I was just ready to jump on the next project, you know. And... Um, was great also because I got to direct some of the greats of our industry, you know, and it was, this is something I really, really am grateful for. So that when I think about 2020 and um, if I had to count the things that, the great things that happened, this would be one of them, you know, and it's not for lack of great things happening, even though there is a serious lack of great things happening for a lot of people, you know, especially in our industry. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm living in today. I decided that I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't spend time worrying about what's not happening. I wouldn't spend time complaining, you know, being concerned about my, my bank balance, you know, 
but I'd enjoy every day that I see because this thing is not over. You know, it feels like it's been paused, but it's not over. There's still several restrictions and the concern for a lot of people is that once things go back to normal, there might be another way that there's all these things in the air. But why do we focus on those things if we're alive today and we know that we're not guaranteed the very next day? So what's the guarantee that you'll be here tomorrow anyway? You yeah. know? And let's just get through this year. And it doesn't have to be all bad. <laughs> yes. It doesn't have to be all bad. It might look bad and bad things may be happening, but I've decided to change my attitude towards all these things happening and just enjoy living in the day, you know? Something comes to me to write, you know, there's a project that I want to do. Find a way. It's not easy. But we just find a way. That's life. And when we're in our 80s, sipping tea, you know, and talking to the young ones, and we say, children today have no idea what we had to do, what we faced when we were coming up in the world. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um... How does direct, for people who might not be aware, how does directing uh, a radio play differ from like a theatre show or even like um, film? So with voice acting, all the audience has to go on is the sound, right? Now, I said, and something I kept saying that I don't want to depend on the sound engineers to create sound so that the, the audience has an idea of where the character is. I want all of that to come from us. And I, I said to one of the actors, let's imagine that we're somewhere uh, for some reason, either because the TV is bad, you know, there's no sound, there's no picture and all, we're, we're listening to a movie. We're all we're in the next room and there's a movie going on. I don't know if you've had that experience. A movie is going on. You're in the next room, and it's um, you're in the next room, and you you can you're following the story. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like what it is. And so I kept saying, remember where you are. You know, very important. And these are some things that we've learned either as actors, you know, in drama school or. Um, basically in acting training where you remember your physical environment and your emotional environment. Those are things that suddenly are at the fore and your voice has to carry. And it was, we had one actor who we had, a, I had a challenge with because I didn't know how to get him to go to where I wanted him to go, you know? And so suddenly I had him do voice exercises in the studio. I had him, you know, I had people sit in awkward positions. I had people close their eyes, you know, just so that they, their voice goes somewhere. They go somewhere emotionally that their voice carries. And so um, I would have them, if they were on the beach, for example, I'd have them speak at the same tone because once more, your voice is the storyteller, you know. I did radio for a number of about six years you know, and radio, I was told by my mentor would help me as a voice actor. You know, I didn't understand it until I started doing radio, until I started performing. And I'd have people say, well, there's something you do with your voice. So there's really love what you do with your voice. And then I started to notice 
what I was doing with my voice to carry emotion, what I was doing with my voice to carry. And so um, I, was, I did my best to communicate that. As, and I communicated with actors on the level of an actor. Mm-hmm. But I had something that I wanted to hear as a director. And it was having the voices carry the story instead of depending on sound effects. Because when the voices carry more of the story, the sound effects just heighten it. But the sound effects cannot heighten something that's not there. Yeah. There's only so much the sound effects can do. And so I asked myself, if you were an actor in this season of the series, I don't know because I'm not there. I'd have to hear myself. And I'm very, very critical. I think that's what makes me a good director is that I'm very critical of my work. Very, very, very critical of my work. And so when I'm listening to other actors and I'm listening for something, you know, so when I I try not to, to read with them, I close my eyes and I want to hear, I want to go somewhere. If your voice takes me somewhere, then I know you're doing, it will do the same for the audience. Yes. That's it. So um, what is this show called and is it out yet? No, it's not out yet. As a matter of fact, we've been recording in batches. So we recorded the main characters in the course of a week. You know, we had some physical recordings and we had some online recordings. That, that was very tricky. So what we did was um, for certain characters who were of a certain age and you know, wouldn't be, we couldn't access us, you know, couldn't, we couldn't have people around them because safety, you know. What we did was one person, the sound engineer alone, went to set up, basically set up a studio in their space. The beauty of that also was because a home space, the characters were at home most of the time. And so having the actors in their own home, you know, that was beautiful. And so we would have the other characters call on Zoom, I would be on call on Zoom. So we were all connected via Zoom and I was giving feedback, I was giving notes, mm-hmm. I was listening, I was giving instructions from, from Zoom, you know. And for the other characters, we had a location where we recorded at and we made sure that there was a lot of spacing. So there was about, uh, how many feet? How many uh, meters? Two, two, two meters. Two feet. So it was more than much more than that, about six feet, funny enough. You know, got people spaced out. And at some point I now had to do the reading because we didn't want too many people coming and going from there. Yeah. It was it was interesting. So we've got um other characters who will be recording via Zoom. So they'll be connected. Some of them would go to the studio, they'll be with the sound engineer recording, and we'll all be connected via Zoom. And I give notes, I give feedback. You know, I guess it, it, it doesn't matter because it's your ears that really do the work. Mm-hmm. So, so that's how we've been doing that. I have another tomorrow with two or three other actors who oh. have some goals. Yes. And how, how many more weeks do you think it will be until you finish all the recording? Um, that would depend on the producer. And it doesn't seem like they're in a hurry right now i don't know when it will come out and for me i just want to finish it so that i can i, I won't dwell on it as much you know mentally but uh we're not in a hurry so we're working 
if everyone's schedule, if you're available and if I'm available, if it works for everyone, then we record. What we've done is the bulk of the work has been done. So I think that's why we can chill, you know, we're relaxed and it's not so hectic, you know. So what we'll do is the day before the recording, I'll speak with the character, with the actors about their characters, tell them what I want, you know. And a few days after we have the recording and we have notes, feedback, and we do as many takes as we need to, to get it right. So the radio drama that I want to do is one by Sefi Atta. Okay. You know Sefi Atta, yes. So no, she has a book I, I, don't, I don't know her. But I'm you know of aware. her. No, I don't know. I'm not aware of her work. No way. You've never heard of Sefi Atta? Mm, I'll, I'll write it down so I can... You need to do a Google search right now, Tinji. She's only one of the best writers out of Nigeria. <laughs> She's so one of my favorite writers. I've written her name down, so I'll look her up. When yes, yes, she's um, she's very, she's very um, she has characters that are very in your face without being aggressive. You know, and I really, really like that about her. She's not afraid to tackle some difficult subjects. You know, you know, I also really like that about her. And um, she has a book of plays called um, Selected Plays, yes. And there's one of them that I want to do. I asked her for permission to do one of her plays and she suggested this one, which I've been trying to cast, you know. And my default, every time I do something, is to cast myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> but this one time, I don't know if I'm right for the job, you know, because the characters are women in their 50s. And even though my voice sounds mature, I need to make sure that my cadence is right. You know, I, I need to make sure that I don't sound too young. So I'd rather cast people who's, who have that natural tone. Because I'll be directing and producing, I can't afford to watch how I speak mm -hmm. for this. Now, as an actor, I'd be willing to do it. I'd love the challenge. I'll welcome it. But I can't, be, I can't direct, produce, and then do that. Yeah. I have to, yes, I have to have someone else do it and then listen to their voice and make them do whatever I want them to do, make the changes I want them to make, you know. So I'm trying to find, I've cast one of the characters, two of the characters of five or six, you know, and I've been thinking about it, you know, speaking to colleagues. Hey, I just called to check on you. How are you doing? How <laughs> now? Ah, I know, man. This season, Kai, I just hope that things turn out to, but I'm listening to, <laughs> listening to their voice, you know, trying to figure out who, <laughs> who is right for what. Yes. But I also want to work with people I have a relationship with. You know, because there isn't a lot of money. I can't offer them a lot. I can't offer them what they're used to getting. You know, yeah. I, I'm just hoping that we're all as hungry to work, you know, and that when the show does, also try to figure out how to monetize because it's important. It's very, very important. You know, so that when I figure it out, then I know, okay, this is the offer that I'm making or that you have a stake in this work. You know, I want to be able to offer that as well. If I'm not able to pay you what you're worth, maybe I'm able to pay you, you know, something from the back end, 
you know, it's something that we don't consider a lot of here, but I think we should. I think we should. So that's it. That's that's what's going on with me. Do you think uh, since lockdown, there's been an increased demand for kind of like radio plays? I don't know that there has been. You know, before the lockdown, radio plays were only just starting to, you know, people were only just starting to do radio plays. I was in talks with a radio station, you know, to do, they were going to commission me to do a radio play. And then when the lockdown took this, I literally was the last, my last meeting before the lockdown was that, you know, and I don't know that people see it. I don't know that people see the potential in radio dramas. And I really, really, really want to explore it. And I want to be one of the people to say, hey guys, you know, this is an, this is an idea. This is a good opportunity creatively. And um, okay, give you an example. Lagos is the center of traffic, right? <laughs> I want people to be excited to be stuck in traffic because they know they're gonna to listen to a great show on their way home. I want people to go back to listening to their radios, to their podcasts, you know, but I want people to be okay with that because they know that they're only going to be able to listen to this amazing radio show that they're stuck on in their cars or that people would, you know, listen to transistor radios or to their iPods or radios on their phones at home. I want more people to go back to listening to the radio or to podcasts, but I find that people would rather watch than listen. Mm. And suddenly I'm curious as to why. And um, even though people do listen to podcasts, now I want to find out how many people listen to podcasts, how much do they listen to podcasts, what do they like to listen to. So suddenly I'm excited about doing a survey about that. Okay. I'm sure you can find all that information, all the, all the analytics of that. I know that, but I'd also love to hear from find out from people in my circle, people around me, people who, you know, the, the someone that I know who knows somebody else and who knows somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. rather than a wider search and compare the results. That's something I'd do. So we, we talked the other day and you mentioned that you, you managed to do like a little bit of writing. Yes. Uh, what what is that for? Is that for kind of like stage, or is that again for um, more radio kind of work? Okay. So for me, writing has always been a form of expression. You know, I used to journal as a teenager. I used to write letters. Sometimes I write to collect my thoughts. You know, sometimes I write just to um, to clear my head, right? And then I started writing articles. I was a I was a Contributor for Accelerate TV. It's um it's online. It's a it's an online magazine. It's called AccelerateTV.com, you know. And I used to write more about the work that I do. They asked me to just write about stuff that I enjoy, and so I wrote more about the work that we do, my work as an actor and whatnot. But I also found out that every time I had an idea, you know, I remember approaching a writer, and they told me this was what they would, you know charge and I couldn't afford to pay. And so I said, okay, maybe I should just start writing myself. <laughs> and so I found out how to write a screenplay and then I started writing. You know, I've been doing that for a number of years now. <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, 
I also, I think in, you know, getting stuck in that space where you're trying to write this thing and it's just not complete. And I kept going back. I have um, a friend who is very intelligent, very wise and who really knows his work, you know, storytelling. And every now and then I remember this year I would go to his office and he would, he would talk, I'll take notes, I'll take notes and then I'll go back. You know, we had those sessions and my, my storytelling improved for that. But I also knew needed practice as a writer because a lot of the time, especially with my, I'd say my temperament or the type of person I am, I write when I have inspiration. But um, writing when you, you have a deadline is a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so writing for accelerates was something that was very, very useful because sometimes you just have a deadline and you just need to get through with it. And so what I do is I write and then edit over and over and over again, edit over and over again until I think it's perfect or I think it's right or until time is up, <laughs> you know? So I approached a, an executive producer that I worked with a couple of years ago. I approached him last year to say, you know, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to expand my streams of income. And so I asked, you know, if I could send samples. And so that's exactly what I did. I just reached out to people I knew in the industry and um, I got, I'm doing the second um, African magic telenovela. I'm on the writing team for that. You know, I also spoke to head writers because, you know, it's usually the head writer that at the end of the day hires you. I got a really, really good letter of recommendation you know, talking about how, what an asset I was to the, to the workshop, to the you know, writer's room and whatnot. And so honestly, I can't tell you that it's based on that. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm hyping myself, but once again, I'll say this is just an example of God's grace. And so I joined the writing team for that. And it's been, it's not been as I'm an, in this case, I'm an auxiliary writer. So I don't write as much. And there's, there are a lot of people in the writer's room so I haven't written as much as I would like to, but the deadlines are crazy, you know? So the moment I get a breakdown, I need to quickly get through that breakdown because the moment I see my name on the list of people to write for that week, it's crunch time and I've literally got to hit the ground running. So that is a lot of pressure, and it's, it's taught me to like practice doing this work at the shortest possible time, you know? So that's, that's, it's been pretty good. And it's also, you know, it's been helpful because it's an extra stream of income, especially in this season where there hasn't been a lot of acting work, you know, and all my side hustles are in, the creative space. I'm a producer, I'm a writer, you know, I'm an actor, casting, you know, I've done set and props, you know, art design, I've, I've do done it all. <laughs> Trust me. I'm that person you want, like, I'm, I'm such an asset to a production because that's all I know. That's, that, like, that's all, to be fair, it's not all I know, but that's all I want to do. I want to be on set you know uh at the end of this year we have uh, the lagos fringe festival coming up and the beginning of next year we have the lagos theater festival coming up um yes. so are you looking yes. forward to festival season i'm definitely looking forward to festival season i want to get my hands on something really exciting so lagos fringe has um there's the lagos fringe this year and the abuja fringe 
So they're doing two festivals in November and December. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we have the Lagos Data Festival. We've already put out a call for submissions for the LTF. Okay. And we're tweaking the format of the festival just to be in line with, you know, the regulations for the COVID pandemic. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. I'm looking forward to seeing what ideas people are submitting, what people want to do, what people want to watch. You know, I already have some ideas that I want to play with, you know, at these festivals. And fingers crossed, this, the coming... Lagos Data Festival, I might be doing a production, you know, but because I'm a festival producer, I can't be too heavily involved. So what I want to do is collaborate with someone, with a producer, you know, and direct something. I want to direct a play this year. Okay. I was going to do that in 2016, but it didn't work out. And then 2017, you know how the year you want to do something, it doesn't work out. Then it's, it's like another cycle is a whole season that has to go past or go by before the time is right again and so hopefully the time is right this time around you know but i'm excited because we're 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 going to be more particular about site-specific theater about an idea that doesn't depend on lights and a big stage we want experiential theater. I think that, I think that is a way to go right now, especially with the way things are happening. You're not going to get many people sitting in a room, sitting next to each other, in a hall or in a theater. You know, you you're likely to find people outdoors. Yeah. You know, two feet apart from one another, wearing face masks. What type of stories do we want to tell? Because our reality has changed. Our reality has been altered with more like. And so I want to see stories that reflect that. You know, and the more I talk about it, actually, you know how you talk about something and an idea starts to form in your head, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm really excited about it. You know, we, um, I guess it's, um, <laughs> it means something that the Lagos Fringe will happen first. And so I'm going to see, you know, what my colleagues, Brenda and Kenneth, are going to do, what they're doing, you know. And because, you know, this is the, this is the space, you know, I'm very excited about theatres, um, theatre productions taking place. Oh my okay. God, thank you so much. Um, just before we go, where, yeah. where can the people find you on social media? Oh, I was going to say in my house. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> On social media, I'm, um, my handle is at Omoye Uzams, that's O-M-O-Y-E-U-Z-A-M-S, Omoye Uzams. Okay. Um... On Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook, I'm Omoye Uzamiri. I guess I didn't get the chance to change my, to change that, yes. Oh, but something else I want to quickly talk about. Oh, oh yeah, feels very yeah. important. Very, very important. So the Actors Guild of Nigeria has recently launched a health insurance scheme for actors, you know, and I'm very excited because it's something that we've wanted to see in our industry for a long time, you know, but there's the perception that the Actors Guild is for Nollywood actors, but it's only because it's, it's 
highly populated by actors from Nollywood, but it's for all actors, whether you work in the theater, in film, television, or voice acting, or improv acting, whatever type of acting you do, as long as you're an actor, you can, um, you know, take advantage of that. And um, I was somehow, you know, drafted into um, to work with planning, with the planning committee, and I hosted the launch event. And I've seen a lot of work going on, you know, behind the scenes, trying to get people who are already sick to get treated, and for people who can't afford the insurance to um, get, so there's a trust fund that's been set up. I'm very happy, very excited to be a part of it. I think this is something that's really, you know, which is why I said, you know, with 2020, I'm just counting the little things, the little bright spots, you know, in the entire year. And this is one really bright spot. I'm happy that actors don't have to um, wait until something really bad happens. It just feels like you, there's, it's security, you know, just knowing that you have a safety net to fall to. And then right now with the COVID pandemic still being, you know, still contemplating how to handle it and whatnot, you know, filming can be a challenge. You know, I'm, I happen to be doing, to be an associate producer of this uh, web series and we, we basically trying to fight, figure out, you know, how to get testing done for actors and crew members, you know, and I don't know why I brought that up, but that's something that we're still trying to figure out, you know, testing so that people can work. And I think, yeah, I think it's also something that we, we, we need to find a way to address because if people are tested, so we can do theater, you know that, right? If we're yeah. all tested and we're all negative and we're all camped, you know, we're back to finances, but there's a way out. <laughs> there's a way out, you know, and I'm happy about that. Things are opening up. Things are opening up. I'm really happy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you again. Um, just so the audience is aware, I'll put um, your your handles underneath the description okay. of this video. So okay. uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you soon, guys. Bye.